Hi there, I am Elza Takatoi from UNASP São Paulo. You are listening to the English Sabbath School podcast, Information and Transformation, for your head and for your heart. Hi there, dear friends. I'm Mo Sena for the English Sabbath School podcast, Lesson 9. For Monday, I said Monday, November 21st. Today's title, Today with me in paradise. <laughs> Thank you, Leroy. Yes, everybody up, rise and shine. Come on, Purcell, I know that you're tired. Probably you were helping some mothers give birth overnight, but we have to rise and shine today. Well, today is Monday, my friends, so I wish you a wonderful day of work if you uh, are going to work today. And let us pray before we get started. Heavenly Father, oh, we love your word. We love you. Many times we don't understand everything that is in your word. We have our limitations. We have our prejudices. But we ask you to be with us, guide us with your spirit, that we may be blessed by understanding your word and also bless others. In Jesus' name it is we pray. Amen and amen. So remember, this week's lesson is focused on difficult passages or passages that cause uh, contradiction. That's why the title for this week is Contrary Passages. And once again, today's lesson is one very famous quote by Jesus when he was hanging on the cross. So let us see what the lesson says. One of the Bible passages most widely used to try to prove the immortality of the soul is Luke 23:43. It says, he replied, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. New Revised Standard Version. Almost all Bible versions, with few exceptions, translate this text in a similar way, giving the impression that on the very day Christ died, Christ and the thief would be together in paradise. This should not surprise us because those translations were made by biblical scholars who believe in the dogma of the natural immortality of the soul. But is this the best translation of the text? Let us see what the NIV says about this verse. It says, Jesus answered him, Truly I tell you, Today you will be with me in paradise, yes. And the King James Version, the most respected translation in English, and Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Yes, yes. That gives this idea. It's true, it's true. But I think it's funny. You, uh, the, the author said, uh, a passage widely used to prove the mortality of the soul. You want to prove the mortality of the soul? Contact the dead person. Right? And you will die and you will find out if there is any mortality of the soul. <laughs> focus, Mo, focus. No funny jokes here. Focus. It's a serious subject. But, you know, people fight over these issues. And I say, oh, when I die, I will find out for sure. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, let us see what they say. They tell us here to open our Bibles. So let us open our Bibles. We've just read Luke 23, 43. Uh, now let us read John 20, 17. Come on, move it, move it. I'm going to be reading from the NIV, the New International Version, but please feel free to use any translation that you prefer. Jesus said, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. 
Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. And John 14, 1 through 3. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have, not to would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. Beautiful promise, isn't it? Huh? Never get tired of reading it. Now question, how should the promise to the repentant thief on the cross be understood in light of Jesus' words to Mary Magdalene and his promise to his disciples? So you see, we cannot just get one single verse from the Bible and say, this is my faith, my belief in this doctrine. No, you have to compare text with text, parts of the Bible with parts of the Bible to come to a conclusion. The lesson commenced the following. The assumption that Christ and the thief went on that same day to paradise or heaven contradicts Jesus' words to Mary Magdalene after his resurrection, which affirmed that he had not yet gone to the presence of his father in heaven. John 20, 17. This error that both Jesus and the repentant thief went to heaven that day also contradicts Jesus' promise to his disciples that they would be taken to heaven only at his second coming. In John 14, the issue in Luke 23:43 is whether the adverb today, in Greek, semeron, should be linked to the verb that follows it, to be, or to the verb that precedes to tell, to pre that precedes it. So it should be, uh, I tell you today, you will be with me in paradise, or I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. So that's the dilemma. Wilson Perosky, a very respected uh, Seventh-day Adventist pastor and scholar, he recognizes that from the grammatical standpoint, it is virtually impossible to determine the correct alternative. Ooh, so it could mean, uh, I tell you today, you will be with me in paradise, or I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. But look to uh, what he wrote, the significance of a comma, an analysis of Luke 23:43 from the magazine Ministry, June 2013, page 7. Uh, Wilson Perosky wrote the following. Luke, however, has a definite tendency of using this adverb with the preceding verb, meaning I'm telling you today. This happens in, four, in 14 of the 20 occurrences of Semeron in Luke and Acts. Okay, so based on usage, it's likely that Luke was referring to the, the adverb to get today together, I tell you. Now, so the most natural reading of Luke 23, 43 would be, truly I tell you today, comma, you will be with me in paradise. Okay. In this case, the idiomatic expression, I tell you today, emphasizes the, the relevance and solemnity of the statement, you will be with me in paradise. In short, Jesus was promising him right then and there that he would be saved but not necessarily that same day. Okay, very good, satisfying. Now, read the story of the repentant thief who, despite his sin, despite the fact that he had nothing to offer God, 
was promised eternal life by Christ. How does this story powerfully reveal the great truth of salvation by faith alone? In what ways are we just like that thief? In what ways do we differ? Um, and it's very interesting the, the, the approach that the author gave here because the focus many times of this story is about did Jesus say that he was taking the thief to heaven that same day or not? But that's not the focus of the storyteller. The focus of the storyteller is that the, the, there is salvation by faith alone and that we all are like that thief, that we need forgiveness and repentance. Ooh, interesting, isn't it? So let us read it in Luke 23, 39-43. I'm going to be reading from the NIV. Luke wrote the following. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence. We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, Truly I tell you today, you will be with me in paradise. Wow, isn't it? And did you notice that I put the comma after today? Okay, yes. Now, again, if you want to fight over this issue, you're going to spend uh, uh, your whole life discussing that and people are not going to come to an agreement. But we can agree that salvation is by faith alone and we all need to repent. Isn't it amazing? Oh, Father, shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for the mercy, the love you extended to mankind, to humankind, even when you were hanging on the cross, you were still reaching out to save us. Oh, Father, help us not to turn back to you, but to accept your gift of forgiveness and to turn away from our evil ways and change our heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh. In Jesus' name, we thank you and praise you. Amen. Well, this is Lesson 9 for Monday, November 21st. Remember, in English, we tend to use the dates of the month in the ordinal number. So that's why we say November 21st. Now, if you want to use the cardinal number, say November 21, who cares, right? So be happy. <laughs> that's it. For more information, please contact us on Facebook and Instagram. Just look us up. Believes in Asp. Tell your friends about our podcast, available on any podcast platform. Rate us with five stars so that more people may discover us. Thank you for listening, for sharing, and for praying with us and for us.